So, Monique, what I want everybody to understand, one stream of income doesn't cut it anymore, not in today's economy. Mm -hmm. You have to have minimum three or four streams of income. So if this doesn't work, you have something else that's bringing in income. Welcome back to another episode of Conversation with Muse. I am your host, Monique. And on today's episode, we have a really special guest, but we're going to be talking about that money. I have business owner and entrepreneur and a friend of mine who I haven't spoken to in so long. So this is going to be great. And right, let's go ahead and welcome Giovanni to the show. Hi, Gio. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm How good. <laughs> I know. Haven't seen you in so long. Yo, Gio and I go way back, like back in the days, like even after high school, we used to come to the house, we hang out, yep. we talk. Yep. So it's been, it's been some time we haven't seen each other. Uh, Every episode I like to do like a this or that uh, icebreaker with my guests. We okay. don't have to break the ice, but for the listeners, I would love to just break the ice. So it's going to be this or that of just like a rapid fire. Which one would you prefer out of X or Y? All right. Okay. Okay. So Netflix or YouTube? YouTube all day. Phone call or text? Ooh. I'd rather you text me. Text? Okay. <laughs> Cardio or weights? Weights. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Listening to music or podcasts? Don't say the wrong answer. <laughs> I'm just <Ooh>. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, music. Music does it. Okay. Um, big parties or small gatherings with friends and family? Small gathering, friends and family. Which one would you rather purchase? New clothes or new phone? Oh, new clothes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is the last one. I love to ask this one. Rich friend or a loyal friend? Loyal friend. Loyal friend. All right. Loyal. Perfect. That's amazing. So, yeah. you know, you and I, we know each other, but I want you to tell the guests a little bit about who you are so we can get started. And then we'll kind of flow into some of the burning questions I have for you with that money. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, my name is Giovanni West, um, born and raised in Jamaica. Um, been in a uh, finance field for, uh, I think probably like close to 10 years now. Mm -hmm. um, did several different ventures. Um, but the one that really stuck and the one that I noticed that I was really good at was, you know, I build a very, I build a rapport with individuals very easy. Mm -hmm. And I like to see, you know, when people are happy, when you do a good deed for someone and that expression, that feedback. Um, so it kind of goes hand in hand with the whole finance because a lot of people, you know, when you help them out, you know, you help them get a home, you do your taxes, you help them with their credit that they're able to attain certain things. Mm -hmm. Text message that you receive, like it, it's just amazing, man. So, um, that's really me, you know. <laughs> Perfect. Listen, we're gonna get a little bit into that money conversation, but the trust factor is there when it comes to finances. So, if you right. someone trusts you with the small thing as their finance, it goes a long way, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I know you, and I know that you come from humble beginnings. I want to kind of start there a little bit. Give the listeners just a little bit about your background of where you came from, because I know the story. It's a unique story, and a lot of people, they see us where we are, and they don't know how we've got like gotten here, or they don't know the struggles or the sacrifices, or just kind of what we've been through in life. So just give us a little snippet of that. Not to, like you don't have to go into too much that you don't want to, but just give us a little bit of snippet of that because I think it's a unique story. Okay, so my story is really this, right? Um, I started working uh, in a banking field, and I started at the bottom, 
I mean, I was in a call center. I started at the bottom. And I'm one of those individuals where I take pride in anything that I do. Um, so I would work extra hours. They asked me to do anything extra. I would do it because I don't mind. You know, I, I take pride in anything that I do. So over the years, my, my efforts were recognized. You know, in three years, got promoted three times. And then I started becoming the manager on platform. This is where I really started understanding every aspect of finance, right? Okay. Uh, once that happened, you know, I stayed there for a couple more years and got an opportunity. Got an opportunity with from friends. Okay. And I took a leap of faith um, where I sacrificed a lot of time. I mean, 75 to 80 hours a week. Whoa. Right? Every, yeah. Every single week, 70, Monday to Sunday every single day with the hopes of you know getting shares in a company so mm -hmm. i mean in the mind i sacrifice the time because you have to take risk in order to you know get certain things in life yeah. and when covid 19 started um they just kind of got rid of 75 percent of staff just like that like, yeah, they just cut everybody and i was in a very very weird um drained space and i um i just was it, it just took me in a wrong mental space because i invested so much time right mm -hmm. and that to happen i just said to myself you know what i'm gonna take a step back for a second second now here's the funny part when that happened my bills are still the same Facts. right bills Facts. are still the same i'm not working you know i have a daughter to take care of i have a family that depends on me so I said, you know what? I have so much experience in the finance field and I enjoy it so much. I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to stay home and I'm going to really like educate myself. I'm going to be the best at this. But I got, I caught COVID 15 weeks. <laughs> COVID took me down for 15 weeks. 15 weeks? I just kept testing positive. Had no symptoms. No yeah. symptoms of okay. testing positive over and over and over and over again. So that kind of gave me the time to really hibernate. And mm -hmm. I took every single course you could possibly think, right? And after all of this happened, right, you know, I started precision because, you know, I'm really good at, again, you know, the, 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 the numbers, right? Understanding yeah. the financial aspect. So I said, opposed to me investing so much time in someone else's dream, let me invest some invest in myself. Mm -hmm. And it started off by educating myself. That was the first thing that I did. And then I started this company, Precision Tax and Financial Services. Hey, that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. So you dropped so many things there. I'm not even going to go back to it because we'll pick up a little <laughs> bit of that in the conversation. I think right. number one is the sacrifice. And we've heard that so many guests have came on and they they talk about the sacrifices and like how they 75 to 80 hours. A lot of us, we 40 hours on the job and we're just like, <laughs> I'm not trying to go no overtime or right, the little right. overtime we get is like five hours and we complaining about that. So that but, but here's is- a funny Here's a funny part. There's no overtime, it's salary. So regardless oh, of yeah. what, the, the money never changes. <laughs> Speak about <laughs> it. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Yeah, that is crazy. So you kind of give us a backstory of how you, um, because you, about how you've been in the financial industry and why you mm-hmm. chose this industry. I want to segue a little bit, right? Because last week we asked some the viewers to send in some questions. And one of the biggest questions that we got was, how does someone start to manage their finance? Before we get there, um, tell us a little bit about like your services that you offer. Because I know that credit repair is one of the top things that your business, Precision um, Tax and Financial Services offers. But tell us a little bit about some of the things that you offer um, for customers, well, for clients and as it pertains to their finances. Okay, so first thing, obviously, we do taxes, uh, credit repair. Um, also, we help clients build out their business credit. Now, okay. that's the part that gets very complex because there's different tiers to it. Um, if you're looking less than 225000 obviously, you could use what is called your personal PG or your personal guarantor. If it goes over, then it becomes a little more complex that we have to, you know, balance sheets, profit and loss balances. Um, we also, or privately, this only happens privately to people who I know, I kind of give them guidance on stock trading and, you know, real estate plays that they can make to, you know, help themselves. Absolutely. In addition to that, every single client that we have, we teach them how to leverage their credit to make anywhere from thirty-five to 45000 a year extra just from having good credit. So do these people already have, um, do they already have a business or like a side business or do you kind of help them build a side business? We can help them build a side business, okay. right? The, the overall goal is this, the number one goal in finance is this. You have to have good credit because once you have, once you have the good credit, everything else start unlocking from left to right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything will start unlocking. So typically when we take on a file, you know, we let our clients know, okay, if we need to build out your credit profile first, that's the first step that we're going to take. Then we move into everything else. So because it's you, my staff is probably going to kill me for doing this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So um, when any client come on, come on board with us, yes, uh, we kind of analyze their credit and we show them how they can make money off trade lines. So if, if you have credit cards, right? Yeah. You have good, you have good repayment history, you know, decent limit on that credit card. We can show you how to sell those trade lines, 550 per person. You can add up to 10 per card. So that's all income that that person is generating just from just being a client with us. Oh. We don't charge any extra fees, just service. Free oh. service for just being a client, yeah. Okay, that's super interesting. <laughs> You know what I was watching last night? There's it's on Netflix. It's called Explained, and they do different series. This one is um, this season is about money, and the first right. thing that they spoke about was credit card. And you know, we all know credit is important because you can have as much cash in the world, but if your credit <laughs> is not good, you can't right. unlock no doors. So for you saying you can unlock X Y Z, and then you can kind of build from there. So right. for business owners then, because you said you can help them start the business, what is the biggest mistake that you see when it comes to new business owners? Okay, one of the biggest mistakes, I think they don't invest back into their company, Okay. right? And business owners, you know, based on conversations I've had with, you know, colleagues, et cetera, and from my personal experience as well, um, delegation, please delegate, 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 delegate your work because my, the issue I made, I went through a phase where I kid you not, I was working probably 16 hours a day. And it was just very, very stressful because I was managing about 150 clients by myself, marketing ads, 
Wow. And probably what's calling like by myself. So you could only imagine how burnt out you I, were. How, right. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as I started delegating, my business started growing more mm -hmm. because I had time now to build my business. I was working too much in my business and not working for my business. Ooh, you better say that thing again. <laughs> wow. I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. See, well, <laughs> delegating. Guys, listen. So we've had a couple people on this podcast already who say outsource, outsource, yeah. delegate. Yes. So for you mm -hmm. to even bring it back and saying you were burnt out after 16 hours, you were doing all these things and it's not a one-man band show. You see bigger companies, they grow because they're able to scale, right? And right. so I do want to kind of take a step back. The biggest question that we generally get, and this is the question that came in from a viewer, it says, how should someone manage their finances when starting a business knowing that cash flow is going to be very tight in the first year? And you just spoke about um, that they don't put money back into the business. So how right. would you, how would you um, what advice would you give to that person or what would you say to that person? Well, if you can afford it, if, and this is only if you can afford it, if you can afford, don't pay yourself for the first 12 months, right? Typically, what you want to do is try to make sure you invest as much money back into the business um, and also pay attention to, th to trend, create, you know, trend. So in business, we all know numbers fluctuate. Yeah. One month you hit 15,000 and the next month you may make only 3,000. Right. Sure. So you have to pay attention to trend of at least six months worth of profit. Right. Okay. That's how you make decisions when it comes to business, because it's up and down. It's up and down. And some people one month, they make a, a crazy amount of money and they're like, you know what? I'm going to go spend this. I'm going to go buy that. Not so soon, partner. Yeah. <laughs> Not so soon. Kind of, you know, scale it down a bit and, you know, reinvest the money back into the business. Um, and how you invest it back, you get more employees, you know, find um, different integrations that you could use to automate your work to make your life a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Right. And one of the most important things as well is you have to create a budget sheet. You really have to stick to a budget sheet. You know, every single month you say to yourself, listen, if my expenses for the business for the month is 10,000, 10,000 it is. Yeah. Not because I, I made 30000 for the month, I should go ahead and I'm going to run inside of the designer store to buy this or I'm going to take a trip here. <laughs> stick to your budget. At least for the first year, stick to your budget. That is key. That is so key because I can say it, but I'm... I'm nothing in finance. <laughs> like I am just a marketer, right? So to hear Sorry. it coming from someone who deals with finances day over day and see these different things through um, clients, et cetera. Um, right. For businesses, so kind of like you mentioned, you help, actually, let me switch gears. I want to talk about credit because credit is so important. I remember when I went to, um, when I went to even look at the processes for house a couple years ago, I was just like dead in the water. I was probably, I was really young, but I was like, you know, I'm sitting on cash and, oh, and they was just like, yeah, you have to build your credit. So I had to go get a credit card because I was big on just, if I can't pay for it cash, I'm not buying it because I, you know, I have good upbringing when it comes to finances, as far as like right. debt and credit. So mm -hmm. when that happened, I was just like, this is so strange. Like you can have the money, but you can't because of your credit. Speak to right. us about, we know how important credit is, but why is credit so important to an individual? Credit basically 
it is very important to an individual because it's kind of like it's your trustworthiness mm -hmm. to a financial institution. If you have bad credit, uh, it, no disrespect to anyone. If you have bad credit, because I think we've all been here, we've all made mistakes and, you know, have our score up and down. Um, it shows that you're not responsible. Mm -hmm. Right. And, mm -hmm. and if you're showing a specific um, trend when it comes to your credit, obviously, if you're looking to go get a card, their banks are not going to trust you. Yeah. Right. If you're looking to get a mortgage, they're not going to feel comfortable giving you that mortgage because they're saying if you can't manage the bare minimum, why would I want to give you five hundred thousand? Does that make why would I want to give you that much money? Because what's going to happen? You're going to default. I'm going to lose. The bank is going to lose mm -hmm, money mm -hmm. and they're in, a, they're in a business for profit. Yeah. Period. Whether you want to take it however you want to take it. But the banks and the financial institutions, they want to make profit. Yeah. That's their end goal. So if their goal is to make profit, um, if you don't have the right credit, they're not going to be able to assist you with it. So credit unlocks so many, so many different opportunities as far as for business owners. So I tell every, every client of mine that what you want to do is this, right? Use other people's money, mm -hmm. keep your money mm -hmm. and use other people's money. And one of the best ways to do that is leveraging your personal credit and leveraging business credit. Right. Yeah. Let me give you an example of what I mean by this over the pandemic. These are just certain little plays that I, you know, tell to people who's close to me. And because you are who you are, I'm hey. going to you know, give you some. So some... we're getting the inside scoop, guys. <laughs> get your pen and your paper because you're not going to get this anywhere else. Get your pen and paper. So so I tell anyone to do this, you have to be very responsible and very calculated when you're doing this. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's ways of how you could have a credit card. Like I have credit cards, 25, 35,000 limits. Right. What I what I what I used to do at first is I used to liquidate about ten to fifteen thousand off that credit card okay. at the beginning of the month, and I turned around and I threw that money directly in the stock market, made that money work, played, make money, play that credit card off, and then repeat the process over okay. and over and over and over again. So I always, again, I'm not using my own money; I'm using the bank's so, money, yeah. but they're not noticing that, and I'm gaining profits from that. So those are just one ways of how you could take advantage of your credit, your, your, your business credit or your personal credit to leverage yourself financially. So let me ask you, though, are those um, interest bearing credit cards or it's like the first year where your um, APR is zero and then you kind of just use that? Because I know a lot of people are th that's the question for them is like, how do I how do I use credit card to my advantage, which is one of the plays you just mentioned. But with those credit cards, is it? You don't have an interest or because this is where a lot of people get lost. They take that money from the credit card and they don't right. they, they don't have the plan to pay it off. They think it's just free money. Right. That's why I say you have to be strategic when you do this. Me, typically, I like to mess around with American Express. Right. Mm -hmm. I have a gold card. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> so typically with the gold card, you have to pay the balance in full or you could carry a small balance. Right. You get zero percent interest on that card, uh, depending on you know which one you have, because yeah. typically what will happen is this. When you're going to utilize American Express, right? And I'm saying American Express because I know they have zero interest. Yes. You can use different cards, but typically I try to use American Express because as long as you pay the balance in full, there's really no interest on it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of like a way of how you could avoid paying interest. And another benefit that what that does is American Express pays attention to your spending habits. Yep. 
So if you're liquidating a card and you're spending a specific amount and you're painting in full, in three months, they'll double your, your limit just like that. Mm -hmm. So that gives you more buying power. So now you're, once you're scaling up to a higher limit, what you could turn around and do soon, you may be able to swipe that card and purchase a full a house. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but a lot of people are scared to take certain risks. I'm not scared to take any risks. <laughs> because <laughs> Scared money don't make no money. Facts, facts. <laughs> so the thing is, and I, I hear this, and when you say scared money don't make no money, my, because with the stock market, I play in the stock market. The only thing is, it's just like gambling, right? You don't know what you're going to get. So even if you take out a, a $10,000 limit on your card and you kind of throw it into stocks, you know, you have a portfolio that's diverse because that's one of the biggest things. You, 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 you know, you're putting money in and it's not coming back or the stock market has a day because it's the stock market. It has a day or, you know. Yeah. The anxiety is not there for you because for me, it's just like, ooh, like today, today, the stock market was not doing great. Like, so what, what, what advice would you give someone like myself? And I'm speaking for me. I'm asking this question for me. Like, what is the advice there? Because it does get stressful. So, Moni, what I want everybody to understand, one stream of income doesn't cut it anymore. Not That's in today's economy. Mm -hmm. You have to have minimum three or four streams of income. So. If this doesn't work, you have something else that's bringing in income. Mm -hmm. And I, I just want to make sure everyone understands this. This is something that this doesn't come overnight. This is a whole process that you have to go through before you get to a specific level that you're able to now leverage this. Mm -hmm. This is not an overnight process. Absolutely. If you're not strategic of what you are doing, you can end up in trouble. That's why you have to make sure that you're very, very strategic, right? That, I tell these just to, you know, close friends of mine that they're trying to get into the investing game, right? And they don't have a, a specific amount of cash. Well, if you have credit, you can leverage that credit. Now, everybody has an expense. Monique, say you bring in $10,000 a month, right? Mm -hmm. and your expense is five grand a month, mm -hmm. right? I don't use debit cards for nothing. Everything goes on credit. Five. And here's why. I get no benefit from a debit card. I use my 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 Delta um, Sky Miles. I use my JetBlue card. Every time you see me travel on on social media, all I pay for is taxes. Yep. I I travel for free. Yep. Period. Yep. Because that's my thing. So I leverage my credit by paying all my bills and pay that that credit card off at the end of the month. Use those points to travel for free. Yeah. So what I'm doing is my 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 monthly income is ten thousand. 5,000 is typically what I'm going to spend every month. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to bring down my expenses, mm -hmm. even though I still have yes. the same income coming in. Facts. Facts. That's how you leverage, you know, your actual credit. That's, that's amazing because that was good. I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be my next thing. Um, and again, this is a little bit off track, but it was going to be using points on cards. So perfect example of what you just mentioned. I always tell my friends, I was like, listen, Credit cards for me, um, this is what, again, my credit was not a thing because I didn't have credit cards. So by the time I got a credit card, you know, I was responsible, but I got a rewards card. So I, and I started playing with that same thing, how you mentioned American Express. I have an American Express reward card where um, for when I travel, same thing, it's free flights because everything is either, everything I do monthly is on my credit card and then 
if I can't pay for it, if I know that I can't pay for it, it's not going on that card. So even for example, we spoke about like, you know, you can put a house on a credit card. If there's certain things I know that within a certain time, that's not getting paid back. I don't even try to swipe my credit card because I know that I want to not carry a balance into next month, et cetera. And then points, my points, if I buy airline tickets, my points is five times the amount that is paid. And then boom, I just use the points to pay that off or whatever that is. So um, that's super interesting that you bring that up and understanding how to leverage your credit card, not to get a credit card just to go in Gucci or get a credit card just to go run it up and be flossing in these streets, but being strategic to know how to get another source of income. Right. Absolutely. So also when you, when you have your business majority, probably about 90% of business credit cards, when you apply for a business credit card. Guess what? It doesn't affect your personal credit. It doesn't show on your personal mm -hmm. credit. Yes. So you could simply get your business card. You can max the card out and just pay monthly payments on that card. And it's not affecting you in any way, shape or form. That's how business, most businesses leverage. Yeah. That's how most business owners, they leverage the credit because they will apply for a credit card here or there or a, a business line of credit or some sort of business loan, right? Yes. Because it doesn't show in your personal credit, it won't affect your personal side because it's just on the entity, the entity yes. only. So a lot of people, what they do is you have to start here. I'm going to build out my personal credit first, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to take away all my liabilities from my personal self and I'm going to put it over to my business. Everything on my personal has to be an asset. Yes. which means that it should be able to pay for all my liabilities on this mm -hmm. side, vice versa. If you ain't talking that talk, Gio, okay. <laughs> if you ain't talking that talk, oh my gosh. So let me ask you this. This is the last one I'm straight off track with, but um, for individuals, not necessarily someone who has a business right now, but for individuals, what would you recommend? Do you, would you recommend someone to lease a car over purchasing a car or because that's one of the big things, right? People be like, Oh, I'm not leasing no car. Cause I want to own it. Da, 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 da. What would you like? What do you prefer? Or is there certain instances where leasing is better than um, financing a car or vice versa? So for myself, I'm an individual where I like to change my cars very, very often. Yeah. I would lease. Right? I lease because after two and a half, three years, I want that new new. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> but then what does that do for your credit though? Does it affect it or is finance, uh, financing a car better for your credit? So, so it really, it's not a difference. There's okay. no difference because all, all th those reporting are showing is payment history. As long as you have good payment history, that's all that matters, right? It doesn't matter. The only thing that's different is the time frame. Typically when someone finance a car, five to six years, when it's a lease, 24 to 38 months. Mm -hmm. Those are four time frames. But each individual person have to ask themselves questions like this when it comes to cars. Do you drive a lot? Right? You know, if you put a lot of miles on a car, you don't want to lease a car. Yeah. At all. Because you're going to go over your miles and you're going to <laughs> gonna have to pay for it. So in addition to the mileage, you have to ask yourself as well, do you want to turn your car into an asset because there's ways now for how you could turn your cars, change it from a liability to an asset. And that's a platform called two row, right? What you do is you, you if you have a car that's financed, you can put your car into or rent your car outside the car, pay for itself, also generate profit. So mm -hmm. these are questions that people really have to ask themselves. What do I really want to do before buying an automobile? That's yes. why I said for myself, you know, I have multiple different cars. So what happens, 
parking is I like to lease. If I'm going to get into a car, I lease because I don't drive that car a lot. All the time. Right? Yeah. And I want to change it very soon. So it's each each his own in, in this particular situation. That's really great. That's really great. I'm glad that, again, I didn't have this in the list of things, but I really need, I had it in my Rolodex in my brain. Like, I really want, because a lot of people don't know. Um, even right. recently, my mom, she she said she's switching her car and she's like, Monique, should I lease or should I'm like, I don't know, just lease it. Like, because, because I'm thinking of the same frame of mind. Like, you probably want to get out of it in two years, anyways. So, if, if you're leasing, when you're leasing, lease cars that are like luxury automobiles. Yes. Because typically, when you lease a luxury car, if anything goes wrong, man, I'm bringing it right back to the dealership. You fix it. Call me when it's done. <laughs> if it's an automobile you finance, anything goes wrong. That's your responsibility. Facts. Yes. Right. Yes. So, so that's something as well that you have to, you know, decide what makes sense. If you're someone that the type of cars I like, I kind of like, you know, luxury cars in a sense, and I mm -hmm. can't drive a small car because I'm a big guy. Mm -hmm. So obviously like those SUVs, you know, they cost a specific amount of money. So for me, it's easier to just get a lease 12,000 miles maximum a year. And you know, that depreciation, if anything happens, I bring it back to the dealership. Yeah. I'm on my way. <laughs> and then you're switching, so you're not really driving that much. So it makes sense. Got you. Got you. What is the upside to being your own boss? Because everybody wants to be their own boss, right? And it looks easier. It looks fun. Because on social media, we show our best selves, um, my, myself included. But what is the <laughs> upside? Because I know there's a lot of like, oh, it's sleepless nights. Da -da 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 -da. What is the upside about being your own boss as opposed to clocking in and, you know, grinding and building someone, someone else's brand? Um, a lot of people, it's, it, it has become the new wave. You know, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. They want to be their own boss. For me, it's the, it's a freedom aspect. I don't care about the money, you know, like money doesn't define who I am as a person, yeah. the freedom aspect. You know, I remember, you know, working those long hours, Monique, and, and like, five o'clock hit that alarm goes off and I'm stressed out immediately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what an alarm is at this point in time. I wake up when I want to wake up and you know, don't get me wrong. It's you, you have those days, but as far as freedom is concerned, I could leave for two or three weeks and my, I'm on autopilot. My income is coming in one way or the other is going to yes. come in. Yes. So freedom to spend time, with my dad and you know my daughter and, and do these things with my family like that's the most important thing when it comes to um being my own boss I everything else is secondary yeah the freedom aspect is the most important aspect to me i love that what do you think is the biggest thing that holds people back from being their best selves the what if factor fear yeah what if factor what if, what if i fail like what if i fail what are you going to, what are they going to think? Listen, people are their own, um, their worst. What did they, what did, how do they say? It? Critic your or enemy. enemy. Yeah. They're your worst enemy. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a prime example of that. Like when I, when I, I registered a company, have everything up and running. And for three weeks, I sat down in front of my computer typing, typing. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just nervous right now. I don't think I want to do this, man. I don't think I want to do this. And when I went live, yeah, I went live, the amount of phone calls that I received in one day was so overwhelming. Like people are encouraging me, dude. That's I amazing. love what you're doing. You know, 
keep doing, keep doing it, keep doing it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so once you overcome, once you overcome that fear and just do it, like I know a lot of times they have this thing to just jump, just jump, but um, it's, it's hard real. to jump. It's hard to jump. It really is because it's so many different things that's going through your brain and it's, it's a fear mm -hmm. because you're, you're scared of what's going to happen. Yeah. But I think people, you have nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. What you start a business in, what it, it doesn't work out. So, okay. Ask yourself this question. What have I attained or what have I learned throughout this entire process? Yes. The mindset. Mindset is everything. A lot of people would that's facts. On, yeah, will harp on it didn't work, it didn't work. But me, I look at things a little different. Mm -hmm. What did I learn in this particular situation? Mm -hmm. Because for me, it doesn't end there. Something else is gonna happen. Next. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> because you take you take the L and you say, Okay, what do it's just like a basketball game, right? If you lose a game, you'd be like, All right, so what did the other team do that we didn't sharpen up on? Like, oh, they got more rebound than us. Like, all right, <laughs> next time we need to get more rebounds. So right, no, you're absolutely right. right. Taking lessons from that. And that's amazing. So um what I know you love the freedom of being your own boss, right? But what motivates you? Like, what is the thing that gets you up out of bed every single day? Um, growing up in Jamaica, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't have the best of everything, but I lived a happy life, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I have a, a, a daughter that, you know, I'm, I'm literally super dad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's something that's so important for me. And my family, like my dad and, you know, all my family members, they motivate me every single morning because I've always want to be able to be in a position to take the pressure off them that they don't yes. have to make a decision to go do something because of financial reasons. So that motivates me every morning. Like I used to be a gym junkie. And, and when I started my company, I said to myself, for the next five years right now, it's not even about me anymore. It's about me making sure I'm able to put my family in certain positions mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. make sure that they won't have to make certain decisions based on a financial aspect to do something, right? So every single morning, that drives me every day, every single day. That's amazing. So family is the motivation. I feel you. Um, oh, yeah. What is the best advice that you've gotten from someone? And then what is something that you would advise or give an advice to listeners, um, money advice, whatever it is. So the best advice you've gotten from someone in any area and then what is the advice that you would give to someone? One of the best advice I've gotten was today. <laughs> Believe it or not, today. Really? <laughs> and me and, I, me and one of my um, my clients today, he's very, 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 I can't, you know, mm -hmm. speak up. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, we had a very heart-to-heart -heart conversation today. I've thought about this before, and he said to me, it's never too serious to not explain it. Here's what I mean by that. It's never too serious to not explain. Um, a lot of people have dreams, aspirations, and visions, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes they feel like somebody's going to take their idea or they're going to, you know, do their own thing with this and that, right? Conversations and relationships open a lot of doors. Yes. A lot of opportunity. Simple conversations. Yeah. Simple, simple conversation. Somebody may watch this video and take something from this and have a conversation with someone. And then and it, it just something clicks. Yes, yes, yes. And an amazing relationship, amazing business venture, something amazing happens.
So it's never too serious to talk about it. So that's oh, just that, one of those. I like things. that. <laughs> I like that. Right. It's never too and, serious um, to talk about it. The second part, and the best advice I would give to any business owner, honestly, is delegate, please. It, it makes your life so much easier. Um, even if you, you, you can't afford to, there's ways you can. Mm-hmm. You can get a virtual assistance for like $3.50 an hour. Mm-hmm. And work very very hard. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're few, right. You're I, right. I have a few of them. <laughs> so, so I'm saying this: delegate, delegate. Right. Once you start delegating stuff off your plate, you have more time now to start really building your business. Because if you're consumed by the day to day activity, you won't have the ability to grow your business. That's so delegation would be one of the best advice I could give anyone: delegate, delegate, delegate. So how do you delegate for someone who is perfect example for yourself, right? So mm-hmm. Monique comes to you and I know you and I want you personally to help me. I don't want your team helping me. And then you have 20 of those people. How do you delegate in that situation? Um, unfortunately, listen, <laughs> you see, I was going to say, you know what? You can't pay me for that. Honestly, I do have that. I do have that. I have quite a few clients that I give them the 800 number. I give them the business number and they just, I want to deal with you. you. Mm -hmm. I don't have nothing called ego. I don't know what ego is. If you want me to do it, sure. I will do it, Mm -hmm. but it's going to have to come to a point where I'm going to say, okay, once I max out to say to myself, okay, 20 clients, unfortunately, I'm just going to have to let you know, I don't have the time. I have my teammates that are very, very sharp in, you know, again, I'm good with words when it comes to rapport. Yeah. With client, kind of. Hey, so it's not what? like pushing them off, but it's just like, you know, making it. <laughs> right. Got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> That's amazing. Gio, I can literally sit here and talk to you all night about this type of stuff because this is what I love talking about money. Like not just money. I love talking about how to be smart with money, because I think a lot of people in especially of our ethnicity, the money is a taboo subject. Right. And we think that once we get it, we should spend it. And we don't have enough of these conversations where it's, you know, how to deal with money, how to build wealth. A lot of us didn't come from um, money. A lot of us came from humble beginnings, like you mentioned earlier. So now we're in a position where we want our kids to be able to understand money better so they can make better decisions in the future. So like I said, I could sit here and talk to you all day. Jill. This was amazing. Um, tell the people how they can get in contact with you um, in your business, if they want your services, social media handles, or, you know, like websites or email. Go ahead and give us that information. Oh, you can visit us online at uh, www.ptfslive.com, facebook.com, um, at Precision Tax Financial Services, Instagram at Precision Tax and Financial Services. Email us at info at PTFS Live. Um, I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure we could <laughs> probably leave it somewhere. Yeah, we can leave it. We can leave <laughs> yeah, it in the. Uh, you can contact me. And, um, what I'll do is also, anyone that needs my service from this, from this podcast, I'm going to give you guys a $500 discount as well. Just, hey. just, for, just, just, you know, when you get in contact with any of my team members, just say Monique. And uh, for the next 50 clients, we'll give a $500 discount. Hey, my name is Okay, y'all better say Monique. Okay, that, that thing is So just to be clear, it's PTFS. Um, for So all of the social, it's for um, PTFS. If you guys um, are PTF checking. Live. 
PTSM P- live. So, yeah. Perfect. Um, again, Gio, thank you so much for coming on, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Conversation with Muse. I love having these conversations. If you guys have any questions or concerns, you can message us at hello at Muse Marketing Group. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Um, if you're listening to us on any of the social platforms and you haven't checked out the videos on YouTube, go ahead on YouTube and go ahead and share with your friends and family members. And until next time, I uh, bye. See you guys later. Bye.